me, magic is hope. It's joy. It's pure, pure passion. It's a feeling that we can create a better earth. It's the sparkle behind people's eyes. Magic is that secret ingredient to getting through those tougher days, and it's the thing that makes dreams actually seem possible. Welcome to an absolute passion project of mine, a collection of conversations telling the stories of people making magic real. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Making Magic Real. I hope you've been having a magical week and you've been experiencing lots of flow and hopefully some fun. As always, I'm incredibly excited to be sharing another conversation and today's chat is with Jordan Lucky, who is a Newcastle-based artist. He does these large-scale murals, which are just otherworldly to be honest like each one is so incredible and all you have to do is just have a quick flick over his work on instagram highly recommend to have a quick look now if you're not following him and you're not driving but yeah all you have to do is have a quick flick to just see how much his work is evolving and deepening and expanding and it's just so magical and textured and really as an artist too inspires me to want to create more and I really hope it's inspiring for you as well so we chat about today Geordie's journey so far he shares some incredibly valuable insights into the realm of graffiti and street art and just his processes and what he's learned kind of thing along the way. And also, excitedly, he is bringing to Newcastle with a team of friends, a gallery called Playstate Supply, which is just an extension of Geordie's playfulness and focused on creative connection and inspiring artists who are still finding their way. And yeah, just looking for a bit of extra community because I feel like that's what art is about. It's about connecting with others and creating magic. So I won't do too long an intro today because I'm so excited to share this chat. So let's jump in. Just a quick note before we jump in. Apologies for any background sounds. We did record this chat in Geordie's space at Playstate Supply, which is in the middle of Newcastle. So there is a little bit of like just roadside traffic going through, but I'm just kind of trying to think of it as like added ambience and feeling to the episode because, you know, you can just really imagine you're in the city right in the middle of everything. <laughs> Anyways, hope you enjoy it. And now we're jumping in. Welcome, Geordie, to episode 13 of Making Magic Real. I am so excited to be like sitting in your artistic space and having a chat with you. Yeah, it's really cool to have you here. Like, I guess it's been a, a long time coming and yeah, yeah, pretty excited for our little morning's chat. Same. So I think I, like, when I'd met you, it was, like, at the start of my art journey and you were painting, I think, the Between the Lights yeah. um, wall out there. Yeah. And you also had some, like, works for display. Like, you had, like, drawings and, like, your paintings as well. Yeah. Which I feel like you don't usually post on your Instagram. That was actually the first time I ever displayed works. Oh, cool. So that was, I guess, kind of the, the seed to me ending up owning my own gallery. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. So, yeah. I'm glad I got to see him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird because it's a little moment in time that I don't know if I really like knew what I was doing. I was just like, oh, I put them up, yeah. told people to come look at them, and then I like moved on with my life very fast. Yeah. And chatting about like, yeah, you have all these like different roles. So like, what are your current, like you're a muralist, you now own a gallery, and like, what are the things you do in those, you know what I mean? Because you know when you see people and you're like, oh, I, he paints really cool paintings, like, and everyone just thinks he just paints. And they're like, now he has a gallery, and they're like, okay, does he just paint inside the gallery? like where like yeah. how are you spending your time well I just don't sleep and I yeah. colour in a lot <laughs> Um, no, so it's been a really like natural progression into owning a space. So me and a few business partners, my friend Isaac and Gethin, took on this space sort of as a lockdown project. We wanted mm. to still be productive. I was still painting murals, but both of them were like out of their current work. So yeah. we booked this space and we just kind of had the dream of like, right, when 
when we can have people, we want to have a really nice inviting space that's fun. We want to bring some some unique activities and also hopefully lure in some artists to really push themselves. Yeah. So I guess I've moved into this new role of like, I guess, community organiser within mm. my little art world of like... You're like connector, like yeah. creative connector. Yeah, creative yeah. connector. Like I'm starting to see that it's going to be really interesting. Like I was talking to someone the other day and they, they were talking about they do clay works. Cool. And I was just like, in my head, I just straight away picturing things and I forget that some people aren't... Um, like visually minded yeah. and I was just like oh brilliant I'd love to do an exhibition where we get you creating clay works and we'll pair you up with a muralist and you can mm. do painted clay works that's cool and it would be a really cool exhibition because it would be like someone yeah. that usually you only see big scale murals yeah. you could buy miniatures of is this that you are, by the way that's going to be painting them clay no, oh, yeah. no and that's the thing that's interesting <laughs> yeah. like a lot of these things are things I'd love to do but I'm very yeah. busy so it's like oh you know like I know this artist that's amazing and this other artist that's amazing and I can kind of give them a space and make them play mm. together. <laughs> like, I'm like, you guys should get, get that. <laughs> yeah, you guys should get together in that room and make stuff. It'll be Have real you good. I've told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so good. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, I think that that's hopefully a role I'd like to play. So, mm. and I yeah. think that's nice too because it's like, I know, especially creatives, it's so overwhelming because it's like there's so much to do, and then you feel lost. Like, I don't know where to go, and then just someone giving you like a little capsule to play in. It's like safe, and you can just like go wild in there. Yeah, even just encouragement in connection, you know, yeah. like I think I regret as I was starting murals being a bit too headstrong and being like, I need to paint this mural to my quality, just yeah. me, you know, like complete ownership. And I guess that comes deep back into my life of like needing that as a bit of resolve in my own art. Yeah. Um, where I think collaboration is a really, you know, beautiful and mm. it, it spurs a lot of growth. Mm. Like. I think so. And I think it's like as artists, like I definitely resonate to that heaps of just like starting off. I was like, I have to do this all by myself. And like my visions were very like eye centered from the beginning. Like, but I think that's just like how our society shaped is like people just think they have to achieve things by themselves. But then you like, as you're going along, you start to realize like, oh, I actually don't want to achieve this just by myself. Like I want to achieve it with other people. Yeah. And then it just starts to evolve. But I feel like you definitely need that, like almost to go through that like headstrong phase you don't have to but i i enjoy going through that headstrong phase too yeah. like when you say you learn about yourself yeah, when you say you like, have to i think some people have to and yeah. i i also feel that i felt like yep yeah, i need to i need to have a hundred murals that i've done start to finish myself yeah. to feel like i'm a muralist yeah you know? like at what point do you actually go from being a person that's making art to being an artist yeah and for you you're like mine's a hundred <laughs> yeah yeah it's like oh can i paint a multi-story building solo yeah. without assistance and it's yeah. like well yes i can it's like well then it's kind of undeniable that you're a large-scale muralist yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> if i had help people would be like oh you're you're part of a team or something which is great but yeah. you know like i guess it's a tick box so yeah, I was going to ask you that actually, like, do you get help sometimes on the big pieces? Like, do you have people come in and help block paint out? Or has it, yeah, you've, you did you just really solely commit to yeah, this Yeah, look, I'm definitely learning that uh, help is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's really cool. So here, it, we're with PlayState. Um, we've actually got a, a few artists now and yeah. everyone helps each other out. So if someone's on a big job and the other artist isn't busy, they can jump across and assist and a few things like that. And yeah, cool. I think it's going to be really seamless because you're getting bigger murals done you know like it's helping share the love in terms of like income and stuff as well mm. so it's really beneficial for everyone that we sort of work with a lot of people also are like skill sharing and mm. learning in that way like i think that's the way to go isn't it everyone just wants to share what they've learned 
Yeah. And like we're going to evolve so much faster. And like especially as someone that comes from aerosol, seeing what people can do with brushes, I'm always mm. mind blown. Yeah. And then they're watching me with a spray can going like, wow, that's oh a little wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> like so you just press the top and it just goes on there. And <laughs> I love it. So going back to like from your journey of like starting off by yourself, where did that start for you? Like were you always creative as a child and it was just kind of like nurtured and you just fell into it? Or was it like a few detours or was there like a big moment where you were like, I need to be doing art? Like how did that pan out? Yeah, so I've always been creative, kind of in different directions. Like um, when I was young, it was like skateboarding and then skate brands was really amazing for me. I, was, I thought they were the coolest thing ever. You see in <laughs> early 2000s sort of skate stickers and graphics yeah, and stuff. They're pretty cool. I literally just happened to meet this guy at the post office the other day. He was posting. He's like, oh, is that your art? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's so cool. And then he's like, this is like what I do. And he collects all these like retro skateboards. And he just loved And he was like showing me, like flipping through his phone, like, or his phone, not my phone. Amazing. Flipping through all his art that he collects and he sells them on and like collects like, yeah. you know, like three of them and then he'll sell them. And like, so cool. Yeah, like I didn't realise. It was a real cultural melting pot there. And yeah. Um, Skateboarding also was like, for me anyways, very interactive with um, sort of hip hop and yeah. hip hop community. So yeah. I started listening to a lot of music that not necessarily from Australia, but also a lot of Australian hip hop where they, they talk about graffiti culture. Mm. And I started hearing about this like sort of mystery culture of like, you know, th these paintings you see, uh, there's a human that's doing them. Yeah. But you don't know, you know, like everyone's obviously obsessed in the world with Banksy because He's know. just done so well yeah. at keeping, keeping himself hidden. Yeah, so there, there's like this real mystery culture around graffiti. Uh, I started finding a few paintings sort of around my hometown, like in mm. Port Stephens. Um, there's some water tanks and some different spaces that there was just these aging paintings and there's no history, written history, no, no teacher can teach you about them. It's just yeah. a culture that existed that I, you find these paintings and you're like, I need to know. I need to... Yeah, I want to know where they came yeah, from. Yeah, and like they're shaping letters in really interesting ways and using mm. colours like I'd never seen other people use. Mm. So I was really intrigued, but um, I was also at the same time developing a lot of drawing style around like tattoo. Yeah. Um, I guess that's always been the one as a young man that people were like, oh, you, you'd like to draw, you, you're going to be a tattoo artist or you'd make yeah. a great tattoo artist. So yeah, and it's really hard because it's like one of the few clear tracks yep. you know like it's definitely a job it definitely pays okay you there's know what the training schedule is yeah, yeah there's kind of a process to it you draw a bunch of portfolios you apply at a bunch of shops you become yeah. an apprentice uh where i think murals is a little bit more into the unknown and oh, I, th I think yeah. it's a really interesting way to enter a career because mm. yeah for the f for the most part I was just painting graffiti for fun and for free yeah. and often you know like it's costing me most of my resources yeah. and, or like saving up to go to cities because you know like oh I've got to see the graffiti scene I've got to see what yeah. Melbourne looks like I've got to see what Sydney looks like and then like oh I'd love to paint in Europe and I was yeah. really lucky I met some cool graffiti mentors like uh, there's a Newcastle guy called Tons Tons. Yeah, he runs a company mm. called Up and Up. They do some really cool like youth oh. programs and stuff like that. Cool. Um, and I actually got involved with him when I was maybe thirteen or fourteen. Did you just meet him like? Uh, I actually, painting? I actually got in a bit of trouble for <laughs> painting stuff, and my punishment was to have some youth service involvement. And I was just super blessed. <laughs> they That's were like, so lucky. 
oh, you got in trouble for painting graffiti? Here's a guy that's going to motivate you to do it to the next level. <laughs> um, he's a guy who will get you paid for it in the long run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's, he's amazing at, you know, like finding an angsty teen and, uh, yeah. you know, a wayward youth and kind of informing you of what your options are, you know. So, yeah. like, when he was showing me people in Europe doing amazing paintings and you know what was brewing over there and he's showing me photos of new york city and stuff cool. like that like that woke up like oh i'm gonna have to save and travel yeah. like i can't just keep bumming around in port <laughs> stevens like there's <laughs> a whole bigger things to say. yeah there's a whole world out there and you know like if i want to be involved you've got to go to those places so yeah, yeah so it's really good driving place uh so pretty much as soon as i could i flew to europe yeah um newcastle has a, a really good connection with a town in the Netherlands called Nijmegen. I can't say it very well because it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a beautiful city. It's on the um, German border, and it's a really interesting city, very similar to Newcastle. You come across a bridge over water, and they've got a real cool culture of like industry becoming quite arty. So mm. pretty connected with them in a graffiti sense, and that's through tons. Um, so he'd been going over there every couple of years for a decade or so, and um, that's cool. He kind of like made a little bridge over there. Yeah, yeah, and there's this amazing thing in street art and graffiti where it's like you knock on a door and say, hi, I also paint, and they say, well, come in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a really like friend-making process, which is something strange mm. to say of a culture that's famous for being antisocial. Yeah. <laughs> Most of my friends yes. I've made through an anti anti-society anti-social activity <laughs> and i kind of love like the tons like it's kind of ingenious like it's like oh where do you find the people in the society like pushing the boundaries and like going a bit outside the square it's like oh where they're getting in trouble like i'll just work in this and then just like pull them in from here and channel them into yeah 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 and you know like in his world it's uh, amazing now you see like a lot of the top guys doing yeah. paintings in newcastle have all been at one point an, an understudy of tons so, so cool. <laughs> yeah yeah and you know like that's also very inspiring for me in having spaces and also yeah. like he was always you know said like no matter what stage you're at there's someone looking at you thinking mm. like oh wow that that where that stage they're at is really incredible so mm. you know you need to be looking at those people below you and trying to share that knowledge back down so yeah and that's something i think about quite a lot with art i think mm. it's really cool that it's a field without convention and everyone's everyone learns from someone yeah so many people i imagine in newcastle too would just be like looking at your work being like gobsmacked like whoa like how can I do that? Or how does he do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And, but, you know, you, you know the artist struggle where it's like no matter yeah. how great you get or how much you're achieving, you're always thinking, oh, this is day one. I've got so much room to grow from yeah, here. Yeah. So. It's like constantly humbling. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was talking to someone the other day and I, I had like a, a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a, a moment where they said like, oh, yeah, like what are your, what are your goals for... 2022 yeah. and I was like you know I'd really like to paint like a big painting <laughs> and I'm like I've just never painted a, a, a big painting and they were just like that's just, all you do yeah. <laughs> like what do you mean yeah yeah but you know it's like oh yeah, two that's stories so oh that's small yeah <laughs> like I mean big yeah like oh, just six or eight stories you know just a nice mm. nice just a nice, just a nice yeah. size you know just your average afternoon big painting yeah yeah but like it really hit me like oh that's right from an outsider's perspective everything I do is massive I was doing this the other day of like I feel like around Newcastle you're almost like energetically gritting the city 
because like where you're creating like a mural because you've created quite a lot around Newcastle it's like people are like stopping in that spot whereas before they wouldn't have stopped and the energy like they're going to be like just like stimulates their creativity and their imagination and they're going to feel like happier and like if you were to do like an energy scan of Newcastle they'd be like all these little spots of like just glowing because like yeah. it would just be so cool yeah it's really interesting you can almost track that with uh, like a lot of social media shares these days mm. where it's like you can see the tag location yeah. and they're actually bringing out a like new, with Newcastle City Council like a, yeah. a, a walking to a map that's going to have those locations cool. be a bit of a check-in vibe so it'll be that's so cool. yeah a bit of a, like a tourist destination due to those that that walk yeah, like a bit of a treasure hunt yeah, yeah. Uh, super excited there's the big picture festival that was yep. in Newcastle two years ago wow that seems 15 minutes ago oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so that was in 2020 oh to say two years ago <laughs> doesn't two years, fi- yeah true it's it doesn't still, feel yeah. right it's not two calendar years but it's, it's like, two date years yep, ago yeah <laughs> uh, so that's returning this year cool uh, which is super great for the city and I'm super happy that the team have been able to get that over the line with the council again nice. so do you know like what building you're gonna be painting are you allowed to tell no oh it's one of those Secret. like it's, it's all secret but yeah. uh no i'm super excited they, they've definitely got the funding so it's definitely coming back yeah, nice. and that's as much as i think i'm allowed to tell you it's going to be a really cool compounding effect to what's already been done in the city like yeah. not just myself but a lot of artists have been working hard on this giant outdoor gallery mm. and i think it's like you know not too many pieces away from being really well represented mm. like oh it's, it's incredible like the art standard in newcastle like in the public spaces is yeah amazing like yeah. there's, there's times where i'm like they're gonna need to have like i'm gonna crash my car because like i'm literally <laughs> looking like i'm like so cool and i'm like driving along like so distracted i'm like okay they need to have like veer off lane so people can like literally like drive their car past safely yeah. just because it's it's incredible and it's so detailed and like yeah. all the art is just yeah mind-blowing yeah that's funny that you say that because yeah. the, the amount of times we hear people beeping because they don't take off on the green light that's so funny <laughs> yeah but uh, i think oh. it's a, a really interesting development for our city and uh, mm. i don't think um the city realizes or the council really of like how lucky they they're going to be to have mm. this yeah have you noticed like and through your travels as well compared because you would have seen a few other cities and because you're like obviously observing the graffiti art how far off or how different is it like overseas is there a lot of street art to this standard yeah so like like, the thing that makes newcastle very interesting and yeah like you're totally right i've observed this in a lot of cities Mm. and one of the reasons that i i moved back to newcastle when i did is because i felt like newcastle was starting to be ready for it yeah you know it's had a lot of growing pains in the direction of tourism and art tourism over the last decade probably yeah. <laughs> um, and always underfunded or underrepresented and now it's starting to build that traction and receive yeah. funding and things um, there's also a really healthy community here of artists mm. but the thing that makes Newcastle really interesting and amazing is that everyone seems to know everyone yeah. like it's the perfect size city where it's it's a big full city with everything a city should have on offer but it seems like a really nice well-organized community Mm. where everyone's friendly cooperative getting along yeah and that's incredible like Mm. if that if that keeps to developing the result will be something that's completely unique to newcastle Mm. yeah so cool yeah very happy to be a part of that that movement and yeah play my play my part yeah (laughs) and like with all the pieces you've painted in all the places has there been a piece i'm really curious because it's like 
I have art pieces where I'm like, I've, through the time like I've painted them, like it's helped me like just process so much of life, and it's just like it just means so much to me. And like other pieces I do, I still love them, but like you just have those one or two pieces that are just like so like close to your soul, I guess. Like, yeah, do you have any pieces like that that when you just like look at them, you're like, wow, that symbolizes so much on such a deep level? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a couple that stand yeah. out like that, and I know that feeling. Like it's not that you don't love everyone, but yeah. like, you know, there's there's stages of your growth as a human and as an artist that are represented. Yeah. Uh, one that's always going to be a soft spot is the big blue ocean wall I have over at Praise Joe's in Ties Hill. That. Yeah. that was a big moment for me because I, I'd, I'd just moved back from Melbourne where I was painting quite a lot in Melbourne. Mm. It's harder to get big walls there because there's a lot of very talented artists yeah. vying for those walls. I'd also just found it a bit a bit of a tough scene in terms of like murals not lasting too long or yeah. things like that. And I just I felt like I had a, a lot in me that was brewing up and I, I couldn't find my release point yeah and then I was in Newcastle for one or two months and that opportunity came up and they were lovely and just gave me pretty complete free reign on that space on a massive wall yeah, yeah I think that's when I was that's around the time that I'd met you too because you were painting that around yeah. that time and it's incredible yeah so yeah. I felt like that was like really my coming home mural of like oh you know like the reception and everything was really welcoming and really kind mm. so like that really cemented to me that like okay Newcastle's home from ne- from now on so yeah. I always look back at photos of that and think like oh I'm so lucky that I didn't stick to what was safe I just was like yeah. you know what I'm gonna rip one off I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna do this super hectic mural and yep. if everyone hates it that's fine <laughs> like I'll just leave yeah I'll just leave I will just leave I'll graffiti my own work, like just graffiti over it, just yeah. do a tag so they have to cover it up again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm used to their, like painting a huge mural and then never hearing the response. Yeah. So I've done it in a lot of cities overseas where you paint a mural, you take your photo and you get on a train the next day and you leave. Yeah. And that's great. I love leaving, you know, like a postcard in every city I've been and yeah. some I still see photos of six or eight years later still standing in yeah. cities in Europe and I'm like, that's wow. Cool. like that's really cool um but often you never really hear a community response where mm. newcastle has been super vocal like mm. yeah, people just wondering yeah how it affects like when you create a piece like how does it affect the community yeah, so, yeah it's really interesting how in- engaged people have been how receptive mm. like completely hats off to newcastle for being open-minded hey mm. yeah because it is really like and your work too like it's very like you literally pull like when I look at it I'm like I'm just looking up to the sky because I can like I'm just like seeing the others like <laughs> the other realms because I feel like you literally like, when you look at your work you have like pulled out this like other realm from the like just metaphysical like I'm just the realm that everyone knows is there but they don't know how to express it and yeah. you, you just pull it down like you it's like pulling a sheet down or, like pulling the curtains aside and being like it's here yeah. Like it's here for us to experience and like I think that's why people respond because everyone has it inside them but they're like I know and you, you yeah, you've that, pulled that, it forward that yeah. feeling you've said is exactly right like I've had yeah. that feeling like you know we, we all have dreams yeah. we all experience things and moments in time or time in nature where the intricate machinery of the the Mm. world we live in like the details and um you know the ornate nature of like the world we live in Mm. is really really profound yeah but then we we don't talk about it yeah we don't go home and be like hey guys i i stopped and seen some water droplets on a on a flower in a garden Mm. and it made me like reassess my life yeah (laughs) 
Like, we don't say that. You know? I feel like I do that. <laughs> yeah. You like, just, yeah, those, those moments, and they are. They're just, like, so changing. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's definitely inside our souls that we have this incredible thing going on that's burning and yeah. we try to avoid talking about it <laughs> yeah. or don't or like yeah don't know if it's like how to express it yeah. properly or yeah people probably afraid yeah. of being like those water droplets changed my life <laughs> yeah like I, I can't communicate it in any other way than painting that's why i have to paint stuff yeah, yeah. so like even talking to you here i can't seem to i, I can't voice it but yeah. you know like sit in front of one of my paintings for an hour and you probably understand what i'm talking you about can feel it yeah it's like an, it's just like an energy fusion like you just like ah oh, that feeling yeah. yeah, and it's a really strange one for me as a creative because I feel like that bubble that I'm trying to communicate, I actually haven't broke into mm. being able to really show people how insanely beautiful the metaphysical reality is. Yeah, like how I feel like yeah, my paintings have been close yeah. and they're like touching on the idea. Yeah, but you know, like everyone, I keep being like, oh, you know, there's just another level that it yeah. could just go to that would really like, yeah, make people reassess their lives. Yeah. <laughs> Because I feel like that's what, like, that is, like, art's purpose. Like, art's purpose is to, like, make you stop and just, like, cry or, like, just feel and just be, like, yeah. <gasps> like, take a breath and be, like, I want to create beauty and magic. Because I feel like that's the point of being human. Yeah. It's, like, we're here to, like, re-beautify, like, re-magic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so, so hard when we, we live in cities that can be quite grey and a bit grim. And yeah. You know, like, I always think of going back to when I was young and the, the whole graffiti thing. Mm. You know, like, I remember the first time I ever caught a train. Yeah. And being from Nelson Bay, trains aren't... Yeah, I was like, I don't think I've ever caught the train around here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, coming into Newcastle, yeah. I literally just caught a bus from Nelson Bay yeah. to Newcastle Station before it, they re retrained it. Yeah, retrained <laughs> it. Um, and I just caught a train from um, Newcastle to Maitland and back, just for fun, because I'd never caught a train <laughs> And I was glued to the window the whole time because I was just like, does everyone else know that there's like hundreds of really cool graffiti pieces along the train line? Oh. And all these people are just sitting on the train on their way to work, just like looking at their phone or whatnot. Yeah. I'm there like breaking my neck trying to watch these <laughs> these paintings fly by the window. <laughs> You know? That's so funny. Like, I, I just imagine, like, anyone else sitting there? Yeah, and ever, like, I've always had that image of, you know, like, someone having a grey day or a grey life mm. even, you know, it's it's day five, day four or five of the same commute, you know, and then, surprise, there's a new painting that you'd never noticed. Maybe yeah. you've walked a different street or something like that, and this new burst of life really mm. can change someone's day. Mm. And I think, like, talking about city-wide or even, like, planet-wide... Yeah. Art is really healthy for like herd happiness. I think so. And I think too, like with you saying like, yeah, someone might look at that and be having a grey day or like they may have just like processing like trauma or just like processing life. And sometimes I feel like art acts as like the cog that just like clicks everything into place for you. Like I've seen pieces before where like I'll be processing things or maybe I've just had like a really hectic few weeks away and I just like, I'm like, how do I like process it all in my head? And then I've like found this artwork that someone's done. And for some reason, this whole artwork has everything that I'd, I'd been through somehow. And it just like, I was like, oh, I feel so much clearer. And I, yeah. 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 And it's amazing because it's like every artist is their own tailor-made experience for you to have. So yeah. like, you're having a super chaotic day mm. and you find an artist like, say, like Brett Peaver. Yeah. And you find one of his works, which is super orderly and beautifully yeah, like cons constructed in these layouts that are just, they're just beautiful. Yeah. They're absolutely stunning. And 
very peaceful and mm. you know like beautiful color scheme yeah, too yeah yeah and he's very very neat and tidy mm. there's there's not not a lot of chaos so if you're feeling like you've been having a chaotic life you're yeah. feeling like life's a bit of a mess you see this beautiful artwork that's very orderly and crisp and clean mm. and it gives you that sense of peace you yeah know? and then the opposite of that you see an artist that's you know style is absolute chaos yeah and it can get you to break out of your mold of like everything has to be orderly everything in my life needs to be controlled you're just yep. like oh actually uncontrolled can be fun <laughs> yeah I'm a little I'm gonna chuck a bit of chaos I'm in everywhere little, yeah. yeah yeah like um Bronte Naylor's work's really amazing Bronte Naylor I don't think I've heard of her yeah so she painted the the mural over at um the Newcastle University yeah I've seen it oh what does it look like it's like a lady on the beach hold, like playing with the mirror reflections in like striped swimwear Oh, it's amazing work. Um, I'll go drive by it. Yeah, and she's got a really yeah, cool style. She's cool. like like a very fine artist style and yeah. brushwork. Yeah. Um, but then you look at a big scale mural up close, and it's there's a lot of like brash brushwork that's very fast and fun and loose. And I like that. She doesn't go too intensely of like it has to be insanely crisp and neat, which yeah. like my brain struggles with like, yeah <laughs> I struggle to loosen up and just let it flow but and then you stand back and her works are all in perfect proportion great perspectives mm. and lighting and, and there's that real loose fun you know relax a little bit I do love like when that loose brushwork like I actually struggle to do that too because I feel like my work's a bit similar to yours in the sense of like clean lines but everything is chaos and there's so much in there orderly chaos but it fits but but everything's a clean line yeah but yeah I really struggle with like doing the loose brush strokes but I love like I think that's I definitely admire when people do that because it's like it does remind you like someone painted it because you can see the physical paint brush line yeah where you're like oh I can feel almost as if I'm painting that line from the way it is yeah yeah and her style really cool with how she like will load up a brush and you know she just knows like dip it in that color touch of white on the tip of the brush to just slap this streak with this brush and the white lands exactly where it needs to be and you're like oh you're like how yeah i'm like oh i would have spent two hours on that little section Like, I'm going to be over here and I'm working on mine. <laughs> yeah, I think we can relate. Like, both our works have that that orderly chaos where it's like, I want yeah. it to be clean and crisp. But and everything. Yeah, yeah, but overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to not know where to look at yeah. all times. I feel, feel like that's kind of my personality type. Yes. <laughs> it's absolute chaos, but somehow it's orderly. Yeah, it somehow perfectly melds together. <laughs> yeah. Let this truck go past. See, that's what I need to be painting on. That is huge. It's a giant crane. I can drive that. Can you? Can yeah. you do a crane? Yeah. That's a cherry picker. Oh, that's cool. Mm, I can do the one to the knuckle as well. But do you know what's crazy about these things? So I yeah. did a training day. Yeah. You know, like a training course, get my certificate. But you, you're trained on like one or two machines mm. and then they give you a license, comes in the mail. Maybe a month or two goes by and you go to start a job and you call up Coats Hire and you're like, yep, I need a 40-foot, like, cherry picker. And they go, yep, where at? And you tell them an address and then you arrive Monday morning and it's just there by itself. Really? Yep, it's just... And then you're just just doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just like... Okay, here I am in the real world. <laughs> I've got my fluoro vest on. I've put out my traffic cones as I perceive as safe. You feel safe. really official. Yeah, very official, <laughs> but at the same time, super imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> but you're just like, oh, okay, so now I'm just going to go up. Should I tell someone? Should I text someone? 
guys, I'm going up. They're like, you literally yeah. don't care. And you're like, but look at me going up. Yeah, going up in three, two, one. You know, like you need a liftoff signal or something. That's so yeah. funny. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun though. I love hikes. Yeah, so. that's lucky too, especially for your, you know, your big goals of painting real big. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm made for big paintings. Yeah. Like I love physical activity. Mm. Uh, I love heights, you know, like yeah. I've, I've skydived quite a lot and stuff like that. Cool. So that's actually something I wanted to ask you because, like, not about skydiving. I didn't know about that. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Me, I'm just like all cool? here. I'm like, does he skydive? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. I, I need to. Yeah, it's burning. I can't sleep. Um, yeah, because like it is. I have painted like a caravan, like a Mexican food caravan, and I painted it, and it was hard work. Like I was <laughs> like, damn. Like I was like, people paint murals. Like you just. It's like a physical labor you do not expect. And it's like, if it's hot and you're like in these weird angles and you're just like, and also you just like, got to get it done. And then it's like, and just everything. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, how do you stay like physically, like physical self-care? How do you, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you look after yourself? Yeah, it's a, it's a real sport. Like, yeah. it's, you know, like I, I, I weight train. Yeah probably four or five days of the week yeah and I think at this point I'm training purely to keep myself in shape for murals like I you love kind of have to yeah, yeah like I love exercising and I've always been a like a sports person mm. um but yeah like I, I think that's one of the aspects I like about murals mm. I like that super tough day where it's you know 10 hours in yeah. to physical activity and you yeah. you're sweating and you're you know like oh this is where I guess like magic's made of like I'm going to make something that most people in their life will never. And that's a really, like, a life-affirming thing of, like, oh, yeah. I'm I'm achieving something. I'm climbing my Everest or mm. whatever. Yeah, so, like, a bigger-than-you feeling. Because I haven't got glimmers that doing my, the little Mexican fan. That was tiny. Like, yeah. So, I'm like, I can only imagine, but you like, can get for it, you. But you can like, get it on a big drawing where you're, yeah. like, you know, people always say to me, and I'm sure you get this all the time, where they're like, oh, I wish I could draw like that. And it's like, yeah. when was the last time you sat down for 100 hours? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> could you do a hundred hours in the next ten days because I could teach you. <laughs> it's real fun. It's real fun. I just drink caffeine until I get anxious yeah. and then I have to go for a run and then I go back to sitting down. <laughs> Come and join me. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I listen to the same playlist of nine songs on repeat. <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah. What are the what are the songs? What are the songs? <laughs> I'm so curious, what do you feel your hundred hours? Like what are these nine songs? It's um, like a little gateway into your soul. Like Look, they're rotating, they're changing. Like it's probably not expected, but also like kind of expected that makes yeah. sense. But I listen to a lot of psytrance when I'm oh, painting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like super high, like RPM. Yeah. Like BPM. It's super intense energy mm. and it's also like helping take you to that that mindset or that place that's a bit off earth so. and a bit flow state too because it's like when you have the repetitiveness yeah then it's there and you kind of like you tapping tapping out to tap in mm. that's what i always think like when you sit down to do a work like i i you have certain methods you have to tap out and then you can channel in all the stuff yeah and yeah. it's funny that you say tap out because i almost feel like that's the state you need to be in Definitely. to do especially like long hours is like i'll be off in my head yeah. doing something else yeah. And my body is here working on this yeah. mural. <laughs> you're basically like, I now open, like, just give yourself as a new channel, like a physical channel. Yeah. And you're just like, you're, you, like, you as Geordie has to leave. And then whatever the art realm wants to create will just come through. Yeah. yeah. And uh, honestly, I think that's where a lot of the, like, Jordan Lucky comes from. Mm. Is because I, I feel like I'm just like, I get to just be the printer. Like, yeah, I love that. You know, the universe presses print, and I'm like, yeah. oh, here we go. So I'm going. Yeah, so, uh, okay. 
<laughs> you know, like, and you have those moments where it's literally out of worldly. Like, I'll, mm. I'll look down and I'll be holding a paintbrush in my left hand. I'm right-handed. I'm, like, leaning across off a ladder and the only way to reach that spot was with my left hand. And because I was absent-minded, yeah. my brain was just like, just get it done. Just yeah. get it done with your left hand. I just read it. Yeah, I, just, I read a book, like, two months ago, I think, called um, Return to the Brain of Eden. And they had a lot of stuff like that in there where it was like um, they do one of the chapters was about like sleep deprivation and stuff and they'd put people through that or the the scientists themselves would go through it. And they found that after not having much sleep because they were tapping out, they could like paint with their left hand, they could draw Mm. with their left hand when they were right-handed, they could like do poetry and do all these things. And it is just like if you can just access that stepping out of the way. Yeah. It's like we have so much inside of us. Yeah. It's just you have to just move. That's really interesting that you say sleep deprivation because, mm. like, I think some of my best murals, are mm. like, I'm really, like, exhausting myself in every aspect. Like, yeah. the mural I did here on the corner of King Street, yeah. um, you know, I did, like, 60 hours in the first four days. That is hectic. Wait, 24, 48, 48. <laughs> oh, my God, so you really just... Yeah, they say 15 or 16 yeah. hours a day. Wow. So, and that's like they're at sunrise yep. all day. Someone's yeah. bringing me some lunch yeah. and I'm there well into the evening. A couple yeah. times I even just put the scissor lift up real high from ground level and just had a sleep on top <laughs> of the scissor lift, yeah. That's and woke up because the sun was up and I was like back to painting. Sweet. Quick kip. Yeah, I'm just... That's why, like, I have an afternoon, like, half an hour nap, and then I'm, like, out in the garden for two hours. Yeah, I'm just looking at it as, like, I want to get stuff done. Yeah. And sometimes my body goes, lay down for 15 minutes. And I go, yes, sir. Yeah, and I don't think that's, like, I think that's perfect. It's more healthy. Because you're listening to your body. And I was listening to um, something the other day, and I was like, I know, it goes both ways. Like, routine can be good, but then it's, like, routine also can, like, it can, like, um, what's the word? I know, basically, like, dampen the brain. Yeah. Like, when you have a routine, like... Because yeah. I always have tried to make a routine because I'm like, I need to have a routine because it's good for me. And I just can't. I'm like, every yeah. day is different. Some days I want to sleep in. Most days I'm up really early. Like, yeah. you just you just can't pick it. And I'm like, I figured, like, that's what works for me and why it keeps me, like, alive. And it, yeah, yeah, so if you're going to have a 15 Love nap, you're going to have a 15 Love nap. Yeah. So we, I was talking about this a lot with a friend. Yeah. Um, we, we traveled quite extensively together. Yeah. And, like, spe- places like... Um, Asia, for example, mm. that are quite chaotic, yeah. really suit me as a person. Interesting. And we'd go through stages there where, you know, like we wouldn't book accommodation yeah. anywhere and we just had some hammocks. Cool. And we'd, <laughs> yeah, and we're just setting up hammocks and sleeping. Yeah. And then we started realising like, oh, it's actually safer to set up the hammock between some palm trees in the daytime and have a, and sleep during the daytime. And it's cooler at night because it's Thailand. It's Yeah super hot and muggy and we're like oh we'll we'll walk at night time so then we just like by accident fell into being nocturnal (laughs) and you know you're just there going like oh it makes sense yeah Yeah. oh this is organic nocturnal productivity and you know like i was painting a hundred murals a a year in in thailand off my own Mm. income and you know like some nights it's like oh i'm not going to sleep at all tonight yeah sun comes up you have a nice little breakfast bowl and a swim sleep in a hammock and you're like oh normal people would find this terrifying that i'm like on holidays i don't have anywhere planned to go (laughs) or stay (laughs) i'm sleeping in a hammock in random locations in the daytime and most peaceful i've ever felt i was just like oh this is completely orderly and fine (laughs) yeah that's because it's like it's perfect for 
that scenario for you at that time yeah. in that place. Yeah. Yeah. And now you look back and like, I oh, remember when I used to sleep in the daytime. Yeah. And it's just like our body is so adaptable as yeah. well. And it, learning to have the perspective to enjoy these things is, mm. is, I think, one of the biggest values I got out of traveling. Yeah. You know, like going to a train station and it's 11 p.m. and you've got your bags on you and you're like, oh, we're here for the train. And the guy just looks at you and is like, sorry, sir, the train's not coming today. <laughs> And you're like, brilliant. <laughs> we're in the middle of, middle of nowhere. nowhere. And the, the guy's little reason why the train's not coming is it's not coming. <laughs> you're like, oh, is it, is it de- is there delays? Is the train broken? It's just like, it's not coming today. Bye. And you're like, okay, is there any shops anywhere nearby? And he's just like, I'm done speaking English. So you're like, this is my one sentence and you've received it. <laughs> yeah. Job yeah. done. Yeah. And you, you just look at each other or, you know, a lot of these times I'd be by myself. But, like, it's always fun shared. You look at each other and you're like, this is it. Yeah. This is we've made it. This is why you, we're on the road, you know? Like it's live. Yeah. yeah, this is living. And yeah. living's not having that booking yeah, and knowing that like fun. I arrive at nine AM to a, a made air conditioned bed. It's, yep. it's that train station guy telling me that there's no train. <laughs> and I'm gonna just sleep in the air tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I feel like that's just like that's just life though. Like especially over the last two years, I feel like that in itself like has been the biggest lesson which you've already got from travelling. But just like you actually don't know what's ever gonna happen anyway. And like you can make all the plans in the world with like the most beautiful tightest schedule and like, you know, just have it all decked out, but you just you just don't know. Yeah. Like there's yeah. gonna be a guy come along and be like, There's no train. There's no train. <laughs> it's like at any moment. Like Yeah, yeah our government does like, that to us monthly. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's not your new room, that's no train. Like, sweet, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually been really nice. Like I've been working with a few companies lately on mm. big murals and yeah. I'm even seeing in the professional work that reflected in like people that maybe would have used to be a bit anal about dates and times mm. and like delivery it's always going to be hard to deal with like an uber creative that's not sleeping yeah, at yeah. a normal time <laughs> you know like oh sorry guys i didn't answer my phone yesterday i actually painted for 18 hours until i literally slept against my <laughs> yeah, will <laughs> yeah. I, i'm sorry i forgot to call you i was hyper fixated yeah. and couldn't couldn't focus on anything else yeah. And then the next day I was feeling really burnt out and I accidentally drove past a bush track and decided to go for a wander down it. And then I ended up on a five-hour bushwalk. I know that sounds stupid to someone in an office that's waiting for an email from me and I'm super sorry. But you're like, in my reality, it makes a lot of sense. And you're like, and if you said that to me, you're like, I'm all ears. You're like, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm super sorry. I know it's hard to work with creatives. But, you know, like, that's what I need to it's do what like I do. It's like the blessing and the curse of like, being a present time liver. Yeah. It's like you're so a present. present time liver. Yeah, like you're so oh. present that it's like everyone around you too experiences your presence but then if they're not in your like direct present bubble yeah like they're like where is this guy where's his emails and you're <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> for the present bubble time livers and whoever comes steps into your present time yeah it's party time it's lovely yeah it's yeah. party time they're like yeah there's yeah. there's no sad faces when they see that finished painting no. and they're never mad they're like oh you know like it's been slow to get you this project off the ground, yeah. but then he did a 14, 15 hour day, day one, and there's heaps of progress, and yeah. we're shocked. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's looking amazing. So, and he's been cheerful, and he's, yeah. he's been super. They're in your present bubble, though. Yeah, they they're love in the present bubble. Yeah, they're, they're like, he's been great with the customers. It's yeah. the best PR we've ever had. 
And then it's like, oh, but then he went off the grid again. And then we lost him. He never sent us an invoice and we still owe him money and it's been a month. He's like, the trees pay me in smiles. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, they've got to chase me up to pay me. I'm like, oh, sorry, guys, I I got distracted. Oh, that's great. I love it. Okay. Oh, that's joyful. That's joyful. <laughs> that's joyful. Joyful needs. Okay, I'd love to do a little quick round. I yep. think we answered some of them. Okay, this is just artist curiosity for myself and probably for just people who want to start street art or like they want to paint some big paintings this year. Yeah. So, how long do your huge murals usually take you? I know it can vary too, so. Yeah, it varies a lot. On, in there. Yeah, it varies a lot on the. Um, the design mm. in the design intricacy, but most things these days take me a week. Okay, and cool. whether that's 30 hours or 60 hours mm. depends on the design. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you started too, was it like, would the same size be taking you a week when you started? Or maybe like no, two? No, I've gone a lot quicker. So yeah. and that's what's allowed me to bite off bigger murals and you know like I think efficiency is one of the things I've always like looked at as impressive you know you see those guys paint multi-story buildings and it's Mm. like they got it done in six days excuse me what yeah like how who are you yeah yeah and And I I love the thought that like by all means necessary learning the shortcuts and tricks is Mm. a really fun game rather than something that you're like oh I can't you know I can't use tape because that's cheating yeah it's like it saves you a heap yeah. of time. You're like, you can use tape. <laughs> you, you want a perfect nine metre straight line? Yeah. Just use tape, buddy. <laughs> You're going to be there for ten years otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's real hard. Yeah. And that brings to a nice question. Just beginning as a street artist, is there any materials must-haves where you're like, you're like, oh, you know, just something you should have, like, is it tape? Is it... So one of the ones that, um, and this is going to sound super simple, but mm. it's super, like, important. Yeah. I stuffed it up on heaps of my first murals. You arrive to like an already painted wall, say that it's a grey wall and you're about to start your mural, make sure you have a tin of that grey because it's your eraser. So, you know, like you need that background colour. Yeah. And a lot of people stuff this up where they're like, oh, it's already painted, I don't need to bring any of that colour. Yeah. And then if you do make a mistake, and people think I don't make mistakes, I'm making millions, but you just have your procedures for cleaning up your mistakes. Nice. And one of them is always having access to that background colour. So if it's a cool. if it's a, a, a space that you don't know that colour, yeah. ask them if they have the colour card or the Torbman's name or something so you can get yourself that colour because that's going to be your eraser. Mm. So that's a, re- a, that's a really good tip. Save you a heap of effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, this <laughs> yeah. is like hours. Yeah, you're going to be heaps messier and then just tidy yeah. it up with the background colour. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so that's a, a big cool. one that I pay attention to. Yeah, and any other little bits? Um, well, tape's definitely a good one for, you know, that especially when you're moving into that professional, mm. you know, like, um, I love making a mess, but I like my mess to be where I wanted it to land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, tr- try and be pretty good about having a kit, you know, I got, like, a big storage tub and it's always got rolls of tape, drop yeah, sheets, nice. and a few little bits, you know, like a paint scraper, sanding blocks, some sandpaper, always something to fix that yeah. you're like, oh, you know, that bit of paint that's peeling. I'll just paint over it, it'll be fine. And then you come back six months later and it's, it's chipped off and okay, yeah. you've got damage on your mural and you're like, it would have took me literally 30 seconds to paint scrape it, you know? So, yeah, a nice little box that you'd take on every job. Yeah. All the things go box. back in the box and the box never leaves the car or... Yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. And then rules you should follow if you're street arts. I know there's probably heaps, but maybe just like one or two that you would have got caught out on. 
you know, if you really were just going in a bit yeah. blind? Uh, well, I think, yeah, the thing I was really lucky about is coming from a graffiti writer background yeah. and having a good knowledge of graffiti culture and, you know, the graffiti respect system. Yeah. Because a lot of people think it's unorderly. They'll see a wall that's got graffiti on it and be like, oh, it's a graffiti wall. I'll just paint a mural over it. Mm. And it's like that graffiti person is also an artist. Yeah. And they're also, you know, put hours into that work. And you've got to know who, what, where, and how that works, you know. Like mm. there is systems to graffiti that are, are really great and very beneficial to, as a muralist, to take into being a professional artist. Yeah. Like quite often something I'm doing is turning down murals because the person that's seeing the wall is seeing graffiti, but yeah. I actually value it and yeah. I, I won't paint over it. Oh, so, okay. And I think a lot of young murals... Mm, a lot mm. of young murals will make this mistake. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is be entering the world of painting outdoors and yeah. you've already made enemies with people that are very actively painting outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. like I've seen a few young muralists that, you know, their first one they painted over someone that's got two decades of graffiti history and yeah. have been a massive part of a scene for years. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, so they're 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 now they their toes. yeah, they now yeah. can't paint another wall because it's gonna get scribbled over straight away. Yeah. Like even not by the artists themselves, but other people that Who respect took, the artists. Yeah, took it yeah. personally. Or maybe liked that artwork. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just always being aware, I think, of what has been on that wall previously, mm. who and... The community around it, because yeah. I don't know to you yeah. from where you are. Like, I'd, I'd always say, like, starting off, like, I had a, a bit of a thing where I'd be like, pick the, the shit space and yeah. paint it well. So, like, yeah. I'd pick a wall that's, like, got drain pipes and stuff and it looks ugly and no one would really identify it. Maybe it's a gate. I don't yeah. know. You wouldn't identify it as, like, that's a beautiful canvas. Yeah. But, you know, those are the ones that you get them done and you do them well and it's starting to build up that respect mm. among the community yeah. rather than trying to bite off something you either underperform on yeah. or painting over someone that you just imagine wouldn't mind yeah. and they do mind yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i think that's some good tips <laughs> yeah yeah so like learn from the best just respectful community even yeah. though it is the street it's still a society of its own and there's mm. a, a culture of respect within it so mm. yeah beautiful and what are your favorite supplies so i know you have play state supplies <laughs> but if you'd like to chat about them a bit too yeah so what brand do you use yeah so here at play state supply um we stock a lot of mtn products yeah um mtn's a, a, a pretty great brand in terms of their versatility between between products mm. um, myself personally i'm using like aerosol as you say yeah um We've got two different types. We've got a, a high pressure that's gloss yeah. and a super low pressure that's matte. Cool. And for me personally, a matte finish is really nice, especially like in a photo, you're not getting any little glary reflective blobs. Yeah. The low pressure, really easy to work with. It's very buttery and soft. Like, you're getting those little delicate fades and stuff yeah. like that. Where so. would people be using gloss? Would that be more if you're working, like... Indoors, would that be shinier, or maybe on like a just on a like a canvas size? Or yeah. I don't know where would that be used. So the gloss does get used, like a lot of people favourite. Okay, just, so just a bit like choice. Just in general. Yeah. Um, I think the gloss is also very nice for like uh, a bit more of a weatherproof finish. So okay, yeah. obviously that's shiny. It doesn't collect dust as easily. It's more mm. spray and wipeable as well. So yeah. Like. Um, even with the matte paint, sometimes I'll put clear coats over things. Oh, okay, cool. To make them a bit more protected, but yeah, yeah. I think also the f fact that one's low pressure and one's high pressure. 
Mm. So different artists obviously have different techniques and styles and a lot of people like a hard, fast, sharp line and you're going to get that from a, a high pressure can. Yeah. Um, I'm quite a like, uh, I don't do a lot of long hard lines even mm. though it looks like I do. I sort of chip them away and do little misty fades. Uh, yeah, the low pressure for me from MTN 94 is really nice. Mm. And also the colour range is incredible. Like you look at the... The colour wall we have in here oh, the sh- in the shop, stunning. and it's. Yeah. I keep like I'll just like look over your head every now and then. Yeah. It's like the colours just like draw you it's in. It's a candy. It's a candy shop. Yeah, oh, yeah. it really is. <laughs> Kid in a candy shop, yeah. eh? Yeah. Oh, before we end, if you want to chat about your upcoming exhibition. Oh. Just like yeah. when it's when it's coming up, or like. Well, yeah, as you said, it read on the door. It was meant to be two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> on the door, it has, like, um, open, 6th of 11, yeah. 21. <laughs> so we've been struggling with the restrictions. Obviously, we want our grand opening to be inviting and very yeah. welcoming and a bit of a party. So yeah. uh, we've kind of been waiting to for that to be possible. A bit possible. clearer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our, our new dates are the 28th of January. Yeah, nice. Um, so that's coming up at the end of this month, and pretty excited because uh, yeah. it's going to be the first time we really put the call out to say like come see what we do here and mm-hmm. it's a solo exhibition from me so it's something yeah. that people don't often get to see. No, especially inside the gallery space. Are you going to, are you telling what you're doing for you? Uh, so the, is it secret as well? the title of the show <laughs> is You Wanted Street Art. You Wanted Street Art Nice. Yeah, so um, I guess I'm trying to push the, the envelope on to, in terms of what people can have in their house that yeah. is still what I consider street art. Yeah. Um, so that's made with street art tools and implements and, mm. you know, unorthodox methods rather yeah. than, you know, fo- staying inside the box. So we've got some exciting twists that go cool. along with that that I think people will be a bit shocked about, like, oh, okay, so <laughs> whatever's going on in that box. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so but, excited. But, you know, that's the benefits of yeah. having your own space. You write the rules and... Yeah. We've decided there are none. <laughs> yeah. Where's the best place to like follow you in the social realms and find out about exhibition tickets and all those sort of things? Uh, yeah, so for exhibitions and tickets, you can go through physical tickets at yeah. in the shop here at PlayState Supply. Which um, highly recommend because then you get to just like be in the energy. Yeah. You get to, <laughs> see all the colours, see the to, green before it goes. Get to pick up our vibe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it, I think that's one of the really cool things about our space is like, you need to come in and see it because it's yeah. not permanent. People are like, oh, wow, you got these amazing artworks on the walls mm. and, you know, you've got an amazing artwork on the floor. And it's like, in my world, art is temporary and yeah. transitional. So I love that. this box will become more and more incredibly intricate and chaotic. And mm. then we'll just be like one morning, like, oh, let's strip it back to minimal. Yeah. You know, and those are... All white. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think I'll ever be an all white kind all of guy. White just to, like one day just to like, just unnerve people being like, where'd the art go? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's going to be a really cool way to do exhibitions as well, mm. where it's like our space can be a bit of a tourist destination mm. and not just like a gallery of vanilla essence. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you really can come in and enjoy our space. We're going to have some big tables out that are available for people to come and draw anytime yeah, and that's so cool. enjoy. So hopefully we can build a bit of a community around that. Like we've got great Wi-Fi, aircon. Yeah. Come enjoy our space anytime, no pressure. Yeah. So. And I feel like there's not really many spaces like that in Newcastle at the moment to go sit and do art. Like I like I know you can probably go sit in some cafes, but then you're also very conscious of like you know not taking up the cafe tables for too long or if it's busy. And yeah. There's really not many places where you can like just go 
able to sit and create some art and also have other people sitting around you creating art. Yeah. So I think it's really and cool. I, I relate to that so much. Yeah. Like, shout out to Core Espresso. Um, yeah. Shout out to... Suspensions, pretty cheap. Yeah, suspensions yeah. that I've spent a lot of hours in. Um, even, like, uh, Three Monkeys. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, that was, like, my first place way back when. 2016. <laughs> Your I, first home. <laughs> yeah, I made a new email address while sitting in there, and that was the signifying moment in my life where I was like, I am a professional artist. <laughs> So uh, they can That's always so have good. that on their <laughs> on their back. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I've always found it nicer to draw outside of my home. Mm. Um, you know, at home you end up bloody folding the washing or doing the dishes. I know, yeah. Let me go sit in a cafe with a bit of hustle and bustle and I yeah. get it done. But yeah, now in our current state, yeah, you do feel a bit of guilt taking up a table for yeah. just two espressos or something. Yeah. You know, I want them to have that the most revenue they can to survive all yeah. this chaos so but also i just want a space that you know you don't have to be too particular like if you've got pens out everywhere or mm. you, if you spill some paint on the table it's all good no here, one's so. going crazy yeah just if anything, you just come over and you're just like what if have anything, you done you meant to add pink to that <laughs> like you just add a bit more to it <laughs> yeah like if anything if you forget paper just paint straight on the table it'll yeah. be fine <laughs> yeah so but no, we're hoping to have a cool space that, yeah, we'll have everything that you need to create and people can come in and enjoy and just make a cool atmosphere, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, so, me like, too. Yeah. So excited to have people so in. So excited. Yeah, yeah, just to see it unfurl. Thank you so much, Jordy, for, like, making time. You, I know you're such a busy bean <laughs> doing all the things. So, yeah, I'm so grateful. We, no, like, my absolute pleasure. Yeah, got to have this little pocket in time. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to many more chats with you in the space. So. Yeah, me too. Thank you for listening to episode 13 of Making Magic Real. I really hope you got a lot out of this conversation today. And if you did, oh, it would be amazing if you'd like to leave a review or just send me a message or best of all, just passing it on to a friend or sharing it on your Instagram story means the world. I have so much joy creating these conversations and all I can hope is it brings a little bit of extra magic to your day as well. I hope you're having a lovely week and I'm so excited to see you again soon. <laughs> All the love and all the hugs. Bye!